Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your man, Danelle Taylor, a.k.a. Small Guy Promotions, coming to you live with What's Up Omaha with our wonderful guest, Becky Jolly. What's up? What's up? Of <laughs> Elephant Key Marketing. <laughs> Can you guys see us okay? I hope so. I hope so, too. Let's see. We're having some... There we go. That's better. I don't know. It's, you know, it's, we're outside. We, we decided we would try to come outside today, so bear with us. You know, trying to make sure this picture looks all right, but... I don't know. Got that beautiful fall weather. We have to have to get in it. I know, right? Yeah. I'll, I don't know if the, that looks better, but I don't know if it's actually like the lighting or if it's just the way we can see the screen. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's bright out here. That's that's what happens when you just shoot from your phone. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we go with it. Yeah, we're just gonna go with just it. Go like with you know. Uh oh. What happened? Oh, I'm not trying to do. Look. <laughs> That's cool. You can put up teams. Sorry, guys. I know this is live, but you can, I'm looking at these different filters that you can put up. We got Michigan, Ohio, Ohio State. Sorry. Anyway, let's let's get rid of that. We don't want that. There we go. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna be we're gonna be college sport neutral today. Well, I mm, oh, mm, oh. I'm gonna be college sport neutral. All go right, every bro. team. Go every team. <laughs> Man, this is just boy. I feel like that was good. Like right there. Yeah. Tell us in the comments if you're watching. Yeah, if you, if you happen to see this see and you it. can't see us, let us know. Yeah. But, uh, Otherwise, again, I'll fix it in post. Yeah. Well, yeah, so maybe, <laughs> you know, whatever. But, uh, Becky Jolly of Elephant Key Marketing. Hello. It's a wonderful Friday. Beautiful Friday. Beautiful outside. I mean, gorgeous weather. Yes. I, I wish it could stay like this all the time. Right? I'm down. If anybody else is down. Yep. Sweatshirt weather. You got, you know, got the sweatshirt on. She's got a jacket on. You know, got my blazer going. <laughs> I'm running for Senate, apparently. <laughs> you need a button. Oh, I do. <laughs> Ooh, I need a slogan. That'll be fun. But so the reason, you know, if you've not seen any of our What's Up Omaha interviews, uh, the whole the whole theme of the interviews is just to raise awareness about local people and organizations doing great work out in the community. Aww. So, Becky Jolly, we came. We actually got into contact from a mutual contact. Good old Winston. Wayne Clay. Oh. He's the coolest guy. Like, yeah. You just, he's the kind of guy you can just hang out with for like hours. I'll make sure to tag him in this when we when we get done. Please so. do. <laughs> uh, Let's tag him in that. We will. We will. Okay. But so through when, uh, you know, he dropped my name. Hey, what up, Bryce? Uh, he dropped my name somehow in conversation with you. Uh-huh. And, yep. you know, you hit me up and, you know, we met and had a, we hit it off right away, I feel like. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. It was a, it was a really cool conversation. I'm just, I always love to meet new people who I can just hang out with and have fun conversations and, and talk about interesting things. Yeah, and so. we probably talked for like an hour. Yeah, it was I a mean, long time. Yeah. It was really fun. And now we, since we've met initially, we found out that we have a couple of mutual contacts aside from when and whatnot, so... Small Omaha is what I always say, so that is definitely uh, the key to what could be your success around this area. True story. It is. I did not realize how small of a town it was until actually, really, I met you. Yeah. And I started to find out that we had all these mutual connections, and like people have found me through your Facebook now that like uh, really I had been friends with you know five years ago. That's so funny. Yeah. 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 So it is. It's a really. It's a really amazing place to live because you can kind of build those great connections and just keep your network it's going. It's all about connections. You don't, you can't burn bridges in Omaha. No, that's because, a, it's a bad idea. Yeah, it's a very, I mean, you can, I mean, it's, it's your choice, freedom of choice, 
but you probably should not burn any bridges in in Omaha. You I know, concur. That's just, you know. But, so yeah, since we had such a great conversation, I wanted to make sure to ask Becky if she would be interested in coming on to What's Up Omaha and talking a little bit about, you know, Elephant Key Marketing and what it is that you do and how you help uh, local entrepreneurs uh, around the city. I mean, you know, so how long have you been doing Elephant Key and how, how did you get your start? Uh, that's a really good question. I started doing social media marketing, um, oh, I'm moving the table, for a local company six years ago. Okay. Um, so it's been maybe even a little bit more than that, maybe six and a half years. Um, and about oh, 2017, so, or 2014, excuse me, um, I started working with Winston Clay and then his wife, Ginger, who's my primary, um, my primary boss. And we started working together, and then in January of 2016, so it's been almost three years. Okay. I went solo, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> I started my solo career, uh, and I started Elephant Key Marketing as a way to. I was just getting so many requests to do things, you know, side projects and things, and I'm truly, truly passionate about helping businesses level leverage their social media marketing. And I see so many people who they know it's a great tool, they want to use it, they want to be involved, they want to build that community, and they just don't have the expertise or the experience. And as you know, someone who, you know, you are just bebopping all over the place. I try. I try to get around. <laughs> well, I mean, around the, around the city, I try to... I, I try to that's what I meant. I didn't mean anything else. <laughs> Mandy, Mandy and Bryce know what you mean. You guys know, What up, right? Mandy? <laughs> um, but, like, a lot of small business owners, a lot of people who have side hustles, who have projects, who, who are really passionate about what they do, they don't have the, the time it takes to really learn about everything that social media can do. Or they think they don't have the time. Yeah, yeah. And I think there is a very real... A real issue when you own a business with finding enough time to do everything yeah i mean because you know you gotta you know we talk about gary vaynerchuk we, we already were talking about him today but sometimes i find myself as a small business owner and employee um having to stay up late nights sometimes mm -hmm. to do things yep. to send emails or yep. whatever it is yep you know it's, it's kind of a tiring thing so it, it is nice to have well, it is, and it's even, it's not just about the fact that, like, I do a lot of different levels of engagement with my clients, so everything from, you know, if you just want a monthly coaching situation to you want somebody to just take it over, mm -hmm. so even if a business owner has the time, they don't necessarily have the expertise or the knowledge to know, like, what's the best use of my time, so if I have an hour, two hours a week to devote to this, what's the best use of that time that's going to get the most return on investment? Mm -hmm. Yep. And so that's kind of where I come in and just try to help them direct their energy to what's going to make the biggest impact for their organization. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, I'm spending time on it. Am I spending my time on this and I'm doing the right things, doing doing well, yep. spending that time well. And sometimes it's a trial and error type of thing. Oh, for sure. What works for one business might not work for another business. Uh, maybe one platform is more beneficial uh, to one business uh, more than it would be to another business. So trial and error. I assume that you would help with that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And a big part of it is just kind of figuring out what that business wants to do. And I, I'm especially passionate about helping women entrepreneurs. I love, you know, every entrepreneur. I think that we all kind of have, are, are in this together and we have to have to be on each other's Girl teams. power. 
<laughs> but I don't know. I just I feel like it's just a little bit easier in terms of like we just get on the page the same page faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just really passionate about helping them figure out who they are as a business and then how we can communicate that to other people on social. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's a great thing. Um, did you always have that vision uh, even uh, when you were first starting out? Is that what you thought that you would be doing? No. No, I think that I think that that's a good thing though. I think as you, um, so I don't know if anybody's familiar with uh, Matthew Hussey. He's he's kind of a, another Gary V. He's just in a slightly different space, and he um, is kind of a life coach and mentor. And uh, he talks about how you have to get the car moving, mm-hmm. and then you can steer. Yep. So what we try to do as business owners a lot of times is see around corners before we're there, and so you have to get that car moving and like and get the process started and then that's really where you learn and it's like if you're on the highway um and you need to switch lanes you don't have to turn your steering wheel 90 degrees you know it's just barely you turn it a little bit and then all of a sudden you're in a new lane Mm -hmm. so the faster you get that car moving the less you have to steer to make a big impact so it's just all about figuring out that process and and i actually just made a video uh earlier this week uh, i believe on monday um, you were saying, you know, sometimes you just got to get the car started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that was kind of, I didn't say it in that way, but I was saying that don't let the fact that you don't know what you're doing stop you from doing it because how else will you learn? Just yes. go out and do it. Yes, it, yes. You're going to fall. You're going to fail. Yes. You know, but that's, that's all right. Those are learning opportunities. Yeah. And that's how you... I didn't know anything about marketing or advertising. I still don't know anything about marketing or advertising. <laughs> I don't know if that's um, true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just I had a hunger for helping people. I knew that I, I, I had, I didn't call it a network, but I knew that I knew a lot of people, especially some business owners. So I thought, how can I help some of these business owners keep their doors open? Yeah. Like, what, what can I do? So exactly that's how... Right. Small guy promotions came to be. That you know, that was a major player, a major reason in how it happened. So So cool. Sometimes you just gotta do it. You yeah. just gotta you just gotta do it. I think I think that's one of the things that I'm actually passionate about teaching business owners is that failure is a good thing. Because there will always be something you take away from it. Um and it's it's like when you're learning how to walk mm-hmm. for that I mean, we've all heard this analogy before, but like when you're learning how to walk you, you fall down, but you learn something about it, and then yep. you get back up. Um, and we don't, like, get when a baby falls, we don't say, oh, better not ever walk again. Yep. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. I, I talked about that uh, in the past as well. Um, like, why, as adults, do we stop dreaming and trying different things? Mm-hmm. Because if we were a baby that would never try anything, like... Yeah. What would life be if you never tried anything? Yeah, it's like um challenge yourself. It's like they uh like when you if if you have kids, any of you out there who are watching if you I know you have some mm-hmm. adorable kids. Um and if you bought them a skateboard, would you ever in a million years buy them a skateboard without buying them a helmet and knee pads? Because you expect that failure yep. as a part of the learning process. Yep. So why we don't apply that same philosophy of like, yeah, we're gonna fall and that's okay. Yep. Yep, and for me, I, I I like to tie everything into food <laughs> and jujitsu. Cha- challenging yourself and like, I still there's some things that I'm probably not gonna try food wise, but I do try to be a little more adventurous. Sure. Uh, especially 
a kicker for me was sushi. Okay. Because when I was probably 17, 18, I tried sushi at a, a buffet. A free buff, like a, a not a free buffet, but a all you can eat buffet. Yeah, so. In Bellevue. And I did not like it at all. I was like, that's not good. So for years, one of my best friends had tried to talk my wife and I into going out and having sushi. And I'm like, no, man, I'm not eating sushi. Like, that stuff is gross. I'm not trying sushi. And he said, I tell you what, he, him and his wife, they uh, took my wife and I to Securibana on 72nd, or like 78th and Dodge, 76th and yep. Dodge. Yep. And he said, I tell you what, we'll pay for dinner. You don't have to worry about it. That way, you don't have to be worried about not liking something. Right. We'll pay for it. You just try a couple of things. If you like it, great. If you don't, it's fine. So awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm a, I should start playing that as a trick on people. No, I've never tried sushi. You want to take me out? <laughs> yeah. Hey, take yeah, me out yeah, to try yeah. it. Who is this friend? I've <laughs> never had it either. Yeah. Definitely but, never been to Caravana. Oh, had their, what's, oh, What's the, um, uh, like the ice cream? Do you know what I'm talking about? That's the, like the, the, the bubble tea stuff? No, no. it's like... Oh, totally having a disconnect because it's friday um <laughs> it's like the ice cream that's like chewy on the outside the fried ice cream no, no it's, it's like, okay I, I don't know i'm gonna google it I, and we're gonna put it in the notes because you guys know people don't know what talking about. I, I don't know but oh, so I, I mean ice cream i'm in so yeah you know, it's like, just let me know it's like it's like a frozen dessert it's like a, a lot of um like asian restaurants they have a frozen dessert and you can get like green tea or mango and it's kind of chewy the not the rice right it's yeah. i don't there actually might be rice involved oh, well i don't know but you let me know okay well that's that's next on your list and i will take you <laughs> but well, but we're gonna go dutch i'm not gonna pay for you okay but we'll, right. i'll take you all right cool. <laughs> well and and from that visit uh we fell in love with sushi so amazing the the soft shell crab and whatever else oh they're just it was good it was really good yeah so since then uh, i've been all about yeah i'll eat some sushi yeah let's go so that's that's how you have to be as an adult like don't be afraid to grow there's still plenty of room to grow um i have a mentor at work you know last year i was working with the big brothers big sisters and i and i was emceeing their event and i told them I said, you're never too old for a mentor. Oh, no. Like, I'm, I'm 36 years old, and I have a mentor. Like, it doesn't stop just because you are no longer a child. Yeah. There's always room to grow and be better. There's things that you can do. Why ever settle for just being who you are now? Well, and I think, like, if you think about it this way, um, I, over the last, like, three years, really since since Matthew Hussey kind of came into my life and I became more aware of his brand, um, I have bought so much more into the power of coaching. Like, Tiger Woods has a golf coach. You know, top level athletes, top tier athletes have coaching. Yep, trainers, yeah. Yeah, so they're not just like, I'm really good at this, so I'm going to stop coaching this area. They're like, that's that's when they get better coaches. And you level up your coaches, but you still keep having that support system because it allows you to focus in a way that you can't necessarily focus and just direct your energy correctly. And then also when you're so close to your business and you, you're so passionate about it and you're working 60, 70 hour weeks, it's really hard to get like that bird's eye view yep. and have an objective kind of 
viewer or opinion about what's happening. So it helps to have somebody who's kind of external, who's not as invested to help guide you in the right direction yeah. and like ask questions that maybe your employees don't want to ask you mm -hmm. about your practices or bring something up that's, that's a difficult conversation. Yes. Yeah. So. Okay, her. And just so you guys know, and this came up in the, one of the videos that I actually watched today of Gary Vee. Um, once you make it, that's when the work actually really starts. Like once you make it, like it, you don't just make it and stop. So tying back to the athletes and having yeah. trainers, yeah. like you don't just reach the ultimate level and then just stop. Like yeah. If you stop, you're just going to go on a decline. Like if Absolutely. you want to stay on the incline, you got to keep working. So that's when the real work starts. When you're small and you can make those mistakes that kind of go unnoticed and fly under the radar, that's the great time to have those mistakes. Absolutely. As opposed to when you do get bigger and you have those mistakes and you've never dealt with that issue before. Absolutely. Or maybe not even that issue and any issues in general. Like it's good to have those 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 falls that the baby would have when you're first starting out totally agree and i also think that and this is a philosophy that i've just kind of come up with over the last few weeks but i firmly believe it is that that struggle those mistakes like what you had to do to pick yourself back up that's what prepares you for success mm -hmm. so if you kind of could take your business to the level that you want to have it at ultimately tomorrow you wouldn't necessarily be prepared to handle handle that at the same level you will be once you are able to make those mistakes, learn from them, bring in coaching, you know, think about kind of um, all the different ways you can do things and all the things that you've tried and, and you that have worked or that you've tried and haven't worked. That's really what prepares you to when you get to the level that you want to be at, mm -hmm. to maintain it and to, to be the best you can even at that level. Yeah, and you're, I feel like you're, you appreciate it so much more yes. when you have the, that experience to, to grow off of. Yes. Uh, as opposed to something being handed to you. Um, yeah. You know, that's your blood, sweat, and tears that you put into that's that. That's right. So, you know, wear it as a badge of honor. Yeah. And we all, every person who's ever owned a business knows that you're going to plead, you're going to sweat, you're going to cry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the whole do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That's not really, that's not really accurate. Yeah. I mean, it's still, it's still working. You, we talked about it uh, in my interview with um, our sensei from 10th Planet, Derek Stewart. I asked him that question. I said, is it true that, you know, when you do something that you love, you don't work a day in your life? He's like, that's definitely not true. <laughs> He's like, you might work even more. Yes. Like, it's just a... It's just the fact that you're doing something that you have a passion for yes. and that you're doing it for yourself and you're not doing it for like someone else. You're not working towards someone else's dream. Right. So. Right, right. And you have, there's a different level, I think, of emotional energy when you're passionate about something that helps get you through all the other crap that comes with it that you, that's not your passion, right? Because if you have something that you love and that you're, that you um, are super passionate about doing, that's amazing, but there's going to be 95% of it that's, you know, employees and managing admin stuff and, and all of those things that, that are not things that you necessarily love, but you just have yeah. that emotional energy that carries you. Yep. So I think it's really cool because you just remember why why you're doing it. So yes. I think it's really cool. So let, let's get to the actual things that you do a little more as we're okay. talking about the marketing. And uh, is it just small businesses and organizations that you want to help or uh, do you want to take on or do you take on larger clients? Yeah. 
Yeah, I have I have clients um, that are a lot of different sizes. You know, businesses that range from ten employees to um, probably the biggest that I work with has about a hundred. Okay. So kind of, uh, I would say small to medium would probably be the best way to describe that. And um, my role really depends on who they have on staff and what they want. So I have clients where I deal with their um, their chief marketing officer or their director of marketing, and then I'm kind of an ancillary part, and I just cut. I have my role, and then I have some clients where I handle their entire strategy. I have clients where they have somebody in place, and they just want, you know, want to have somebody to to be more of a coach, more of a mentor, more of a um, leadership in that area, but they want me to really train their staff so their staff can continue to do the work and be, you know, have their, their ears to the ground in the business. And um, I have some clients who are like, just take it. You take the whole yeah. thing, and you drive it, so... So when you do, uh, you know, teach up those employees, uh, are you then in like an advisory role after that point, or do you just cut them loose and say, okay, grasshopper, <laughs> I taught you, I've taught you the key to success. Like, how does that work? It's just, and again, it really depends on what the client needs. So sometimes they pick it up really fast and they they have a marketing background maybe they didn't ever necessarily work with social before so they just need a few months to to get trained up and sometimes they need somebody like they need that level of accountability like having an accountability partner and we get on the phone every month and we look at analytics we look at numbers and i say this is where i think we have opportunities here's what's coming up tell me what you guys are doing in your business it's really catered like you said to the company yes it's not a one size fits all type of deal absolutely not because there's not like you said earlier, no company's the same, mm-hmm. and they're not going to have the same target market. And the other thing we have to keep in mind is that we're not talking about a an industry or a, a medium that stands still. Yeah, social is always changing, always it's evolving. Always something new. Always yeah. something new. So, and even if it's just a matter of me like shooting off an email or having a quick like, okay, this is a six month checkup, I always want to make sure that they are continuing to use the tools that I've put in place in the best way possible and that that's meeting the changing or the evolving status of the social media platforms that they're working with. Yeah. And so so that you guys know like small guy promotions like I I try to help some businesses but I'm not like a marketer like on that level. That's that's <laughs> not me. I say what I do is I'm just here for the person that doesn't want to do any social media they feel like they don't have time for it um, or they just don't want to learn it's just not something that yeah. they know that that's not one of their strong suits and yes. they don't want to do it yeah so i'm just this right here is where i really i really shine it's just interacting with people Absolutely. so that that's my my key um but just as we talked about before we started the video just creating trying to put stuff out there sometimes yeah yeah and that's what it is like you'll see i have a better than retail shirt on right now just throw that out there that's my one of my current clients looks fantastic (laughs) and um jason does not like being on camera so yeah it's it's an understandable hesitation that a lot of people have and i have some clients who they I could not, it would take dynamite to blast them in front of a camera. Yeah, he wants no parts of it. And that's totally fine. But I also have clients who, like, they just take a little bit of coaching, they need a little bit of practice, and then they're great. Mm -hmm. So it just really depends on the person. And if 
if a client is firmly, they won't go on camera. First of all, I feel like there's this big, um, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Where, Stigma? No. No? Uh, no, but I like, I like that you just jumped in there. There's a, there's this need to be perfect about things. We have this, this idea that we're going to be on camera perfectly and it's about having perfect like production. notion type yeah, of? Yeah, yeah. Like there's just this kind of, there's this idea that we need to do things perfectly and polished and. Nope. This video is not polished. No. Nope. <laughs> We're outside and I don't have one of the lighting things that you use. No, it's just on the phone. Right? No, but I that's what I always tell my clients is that um, it's better to get out there and be show who you are. First of all, people like that they're buying from real people. Yep. People buy from yep. people. They don't buy from logos. They yep. don't buy from the best produced, you know, slickest commercial. They buy from the person in the commercial. You have to be able to relate and connect on some level and that's what it's ultimately about. And so for, for Jason and Better Than Retail, what we do is I go there every Saturday. Well, I try to make it every Saturday. And we go and we do a Facebook Live video and we talk about new shipments that they've received and some of their items or some of the deals that they have going on. I think I saw that last week. I think you were talking about art supplies. Yeah, yeah. And I actually bought some of those. while I, I, I did the I was, video, left and came back and bought some. I was very intrigued. It's, it's really a great thing, and uh, I hope to, you know, get him the assistance that he needs, and, and maybe that's something that we could always talk about, too. Oh, that's why sure. it's great to know sure. people, because everybody doesn't have the same set of skills Absolutely. and same strong points, yeah. so it's good to have a circle of positive people who maybe know a little something different than what you know. That's what makes you well-rounded. Absolutely, and I think it's all about getting different ideas you know I've had I've had some clients where the best ideas that we had for a post came from somebody who would never in a million years say I'm a marketer mm -hmm. but they said something really funny and I was like oh that's smart that matches what your target market is looking for that provides the value that we're looking for that that makes a lot of sense right so everybody can contribute it just depends on what level and, and what you're comfortable with and and the thing about it is <laughs> with marketing you never know what actually is gonna stick yes <laughs> or what will what will get attention? So I find sometimes that I make, I might make a serious post, and I might be asking for help or something like that, and I might get a couple of hits. Mm -hmm. But I make a silly video about yep. something, yeah. <laughs> or so this this is what happened on Twitter. You know, I don't. I probably have about nineteen hundred followers on Twitter. Sure. You know, how many of them are like actually live followers? I don't know. Right. But you know, I'll get a couple of hits. Well, there was a Budweiser and I think Burger King had this little conversation on Twitter going back and forth. So like Burger King called, was calling Budweiser and was like, what? You know, back in the 90s or early 2000s, they had the whole what's up thing. What's up? And, yeah, what's up? what's up? And then it ended up being in like the scary movie with like the Wayans Brothers yes. and stuff. Yep. Well... So they were going back and forth, just the two companies, the two Twitter accounts. And I jumped in there and said something like, "Young," I put a gift in there. and said, I think it said, what? Or something like that. It was a girl saying, I don't know what's going on. I said, young folks, young folks are probably like, what? <laughs> so for me commenting on that thread, I kept getting all these notifications on Twitter. And yes. I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? I look and there's like 50,000 people for the reach. And like, I don't know how many thousands actual engagement. And I'm like, 
of all the stuff that I tweet out or whatever, <laughs> that is what like gets all this attention. I've got all these people responding. So I know what it's from. It, well, and it's funny because all the young people thought it was from Scary Movie. They didn't know it was from the Budweiser. The original story. They thought they knew. That's so they funny. They thought they knew. So you never know. It's all about trying different things. No, and it's really cool. I heard this great analogy from, I, I have a business coach who works in marketing. Um, what's up, Alex? He's super cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, he uh, um, gave me this little if you have a rope laying on the ground and you pull one end of it up. So let's pretend like, uh-oh, looks like we're... Why is it? That happens like, uh, uh, maybe I'm connected to them. Okay. But we're gonna we're gonna cancel. Out. Oh, okay. We're back. Um, I, I was just gonna just floor you guys. <laughs> uh, so was, we had to increase the drama. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. <laughs> Thank you for waiting. Um, so it has a really great analogy where if you have this rope, right, and it's laying on the ground, and you pick one end of it up. So let's pretend like this end of the rope that you picked up is that one post that did like so much better than all of your other posts. Mm -hmm. It still boosts, it still lifts the rest of the rope up. Mm -hmm. So that means that the rest of your posts are going to be elevated in terms of their impressions, in terms of how many people see them, how many interactions they're going to get, how many eyeballs they get in front of, Yeah. which is, I said the same thing like three times, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? So even if you have a post like that that doesn't necessarily contribute to your business goals it's going to help elevate the rest of your posts that eyes, are connected um, eyes yes. awareness it's all about awareness yes yeah, yeah yeah getting in front of those people so the more we can do that and find those weird silly things that you never never in a million years would have written into your strategy yeah you know that's that's <laughs> that's how people sometimes you know just random people they make one silly post and yeah. then they're like twitter famous Yes. They're like insta-famous, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. I mean, you never know. And that's why this is kind of a sidetrack, but that's why when I talk to youth, I try to tell them you need to be careful about what you post because you never know. And you see it sometimes with like athletes and things where they said something or artists, James they said Gunn. something five years ago. James Gunn. I don't know who that is, but... Well, he he directed the first two Guardians of the Galaxy oh, movies, okay. and he tweeted some stuff. We don't need to get into what. Mm -hmm. Seven years ago, yep. somebody unearthed it, and he is all kinds of fired now. Yep, once you once you put it out there, it's like, no, even if you delete it, it's still out there. Like, it can be... So, somebody somewhere has it, and if you blow up, it might come out. Now... Just to clarify, because I don't want to scare anybody. We've just convinced that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to like. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> so if you misplace a comma or you post something that doesn't necessarily resonate with your target market, this is stuff that you probably have to intentionally. Yeah. Do something bad. Yeah, yeah. Say something no, this really is really offensive, really yeah. off-putting. Whatever, if you get get to that level to get to that many people seeing it and caring about it, it's not going to be like, you know, yeah, you yeah, forgot no, this is like serious, yeah, <laughs> serious, like, you know, so you just be conscious, just, just, just take an extra minute sometimes to think about whatever it is that you're about to send before you hit the send button. Well, and that's what I like to do is just provide my clients with a framework. This is the type of thing I almost sometimes even do like kind of mad lib. Um, 
formats where I'm like, this is what a post format should look like. Yeah. So I like to say, you know, problem, action, solution is a format that I like to use. Where we have a problem that your customer has, here's the action they can take to provide a solution. So I, I like to provide that framework so they feel comfortable publishing things. They can come up and be creative and, and um, you know, make it really authentic and genuine because it's coming from their own, their own knowledge and, and personal view, but it's also they're able to do it in a way that's most effective and it's going to avoid any potential issues for yep. backlash. Yep. So I like to like to have that framework in place first. Yes. Make sure you're genuine because, mm-hmm. I mean, people can smell, you know what they say, people can smell BS mile away. So you have to be authentic uh, and, and just be real. Like, don't, don't just try to sell someone something like actually get them like what I try to tell people and this this is one thing one of the things that kind of drives me crazy when I see stuff and like I, I had it happen in the business group that I, that we have on Facebook um, I saw someone make a post it was a direct salesperson okay and they made a post that was nothing about the client at yes. all uh-huh. it was totally about them wanting to make a sale and it was like hey and, and, and this is, it didn't even have detail about the product that the person was attempting to sell. She just said, hey, help me out. I haven't had a sale in such and such amount of time. And I was like, eh, I, you, I'm, again, I'm no one. I, it's just my opinion. It, <laughs> some people might think that's okay. But if you're trying to sell to someone, again, you have to be able to relate to them on some level you have to be able to connect and you have to it has to be about them what problem are you solving for them yes not not how you're solving the problems for you as the seller you have to connect and say that's the first thing about inventions like what problem are you solving what what is there a need for that you're creating a solution to it's not about you making a sell so you know i didn't I didn't post anything, I didn't a comment on that post directly, yeah. but I sent the person a message yeah. and they never responded, but I just said, Hey, just so you know, I'm the, you know, I'm the coordinator of the group and I saw this post that you made and I just kind of wanted to throw this out there. Like, I, I'm sorry. I, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, right. but you know, I just said that to her, like you, it, it needs to be about the person on the other end. Yes. Yes. So, That's, and I just wrote a, a blog article about this, um, week before last. So if you click to follow Elephant Key Marketing, you will see that blog post, which is the number one mistake I see on social media, which is businesses are consistently making the story about the business. And you want to make the story about your customer. Tell their story back to them and then provide a solution to a pain point. So you want to make it centric on that because maybe she did close the sale or he actually don't remember if you said it was a man or a woman. Regardless, he or she, maybe they did make a sale, but that's not necessarily the kind of sale that you want to make. You don't want to make a sale where somebody's doing you a favor. Yeah. You want to make a sale where you're helping somebody out because that's how you kind of build those those repeat customers mm-hmm. who come back and back again and you create repeat Word of fans. mouth. And yes. I mean. Yes, you get referrals. So you make it about the customer. Tell the customer story back to them. Yes. And, and along those lines, one tip that I... Uh, I can't, I think maybe it was earlier this year um, the that I talked to someone. I can't remember if I just talked to someone or if I read it, but on your website, if you have an about section, 
the about section a lot of sites will have that be the first thing that you see when you go to their website that should be the last thing or one of the last things yep. that you know is, is uh, able to be seen on your website because if the person is interested in whatever it is that you're doing they will take that extra step to find out about yes. you but first you need to talk about them absolutely there's another really interesting thing that I've I've heard um, which is the I slash you ratio so if you look at your post or you look at your marketing materials, think about how many times you talk about I, my company, my brand, versus you, my client. Mm -hmm. You should be talking about you much more than you're talking about me. Yeah. So when you're selling, you should still be talking about the customer so much more than you're talking about yourself. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> That's one thing, too, that if you're not sure about any of this stuff, if you don't have a person like Becky to call upon... You probably know two or three or four friends that you can get together, and you don't. Well, you don't even have to get to them together in a physical sense, right? Um, but you can maybe send an email out to three or four people and say, "Hey, this is what I, I'm thinking about as a pitch. What do you think about it? Get some yes. feedback. Yes. If you're not sure, get some feedback. You know, it's always nice to get outside opinions, like you talked about before. Absolutely, it's so much easier just because you're they're not going to be as close. Like, we get this tunnel vision. It's like, for myself personally, I have a proofreader yeah. that proofs every single thing that I do. Even though I'm, I'm pretty pretty solid with my proofing skills and my editing skills, I always have a proofreader because it's super hard to judge your own work. I've got one called my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use that for regular posts and stuff, but, like, if I'm making a blog or yeah. something, like... Yeah. Before I post it, I'm like, hey, can you, I'm sorry to bug you. Can you yeah. read this? Like, yeah, because it's, it's so hard. Like, your brain just fills it in correctly. Yes. Um, so just pick people who, who you know. Like, we all know we have, like, two or three friends that we go to and we want, like, super total naked honesty. Like, yep. we, you know who these people are in your life. And I will say this about you. You have to be open to the feedback that you receive. If you're going to put it out there... You, and you ask for honest opinions and critiques, you have to be big enough to accept the feedback that you receive and figure out how to improve on those points that people are pointing out. Because they're just trying to help you if you ask for that type of assistance. So, random question. I know we both do different sports. I do CrossFit and you do your, your Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mm -hmm. I have a really hard time with that. <laughs> Um, have you found that since you started that sport, it's been easier for you to take feedback in, like, other areas? My my whole life has improved. Yes. Like, well, I'm, I'm always laid back anyway, but, like, I, like I was saying, I relate a lot of what I do in life and business to jujitsu. Like, a lot of people want to, they, success, people want that instant gratification. Yes people see all these other people doing stuff on social media and whatever and like artists who want to you know they want to be singers or rappers or whatever it is they see all these people but they don't see the work the behind the scenes work that played into that yes like i can't start doing jujitsu being a black belt right there's no way that takes like 10 15 years to accomplish yes like you have to put in work so like just my whole life it it, it makes me so much more like relaxed, confident, and and just happy when I go and I put in that work. It, it makes me feel just so relaxed, even if I'm tired. Like that is 
yeah. that is so good to have. So I try to relate that. Like, okay, well, if I can't do that in jujitsu, I can't do that at work. Right. It's the same. It's the same. Yes. The concept of it is the same. Yes. The action is different, but the the concept it, it translates. So, I I feel like that too. I feel like I started doing CrossFit at exactly the same time that I started my business. Mm-hmm. So that was an interesting choice because I was working sixty hours a week and I was also, um, you know, exhausted from from starting a new sport. And I had never, um, I had never been athletic. I don't. I still don't think I'm athletic, but I really wasn't before that. <laughs> but I just feel like it's made me so much better, and like it's made it so much easier. I can be a little bit egotistical sometimes. That was hard for me to to take feedback well, and having to be in that situation. And fortunately, I had I had a coach who was just like really. He's he. We have amazing coaches there, but one in particular especially doesn't care if you don't don't like him. Uh, which is a weird thing to say, but like you're putting out max effort, you're lifting these heavy weights, and they correct you on a form. It's hard to take that well, and so having him be there and just continually be willing to give you those corrections has really helped me as a business owner and as a, as a an employee for you know as somebody who works for my clients and wants to serve them. It's helped me learn how to kill my ego even when you're tired. Yes. Even when you're exhausted, you can kill your ego let it go and just figure out why they want to give you the feedback and accept it yes and i feel like if you were humbled yes like so <laughs> let me put it in this perspective like as a man i don't know how i'm only a man i've never been a woman to my recollection so i can only speak from my my perspective but as a man sometimes that ego or pride or whatever it is like you're like man nobody can you know beat me up if i ever got in a fight i'd do this that and the other well, you go to jujitsu, <laughs> and you know. So, like, let me let let me give you like an an idea of what it is. So, like, I, I weigh like two thirty. I'm short. I'm like a small dude, short, but I'm I'm stocky. I got a gut. I'm like two thirty. I can go to the dojo and get handled by a guy who's 150 pounds, no problem. Like, in tap, I will tap. Like, you know, when you are able to be humbled, because before you're like, oh man, if this happens, this happens. Everybody can fight until they get punched in the mouth. That's that's the saying. Like you, everybody can fight until you get punched in the mouth. Yep. When you get punched in the mouth and you like have never been punched in the mouth before, you don't know how you're going to react. Uh huh. So when you go into a space like this and you see what it is, like you cannot afford to have an ego because that's how you're going to get hurt. Yeah. Yep. You have to be able to say, okay, I tap. I don't care if it's. Let me say to a woman, like sometimes some people, you get guys, they feel like their manhood is being challenged because they're in that space with a woman. Look, I don't care if it's a man, a woman, a kid, whoever, if they're getting ready to choke me and I'm about to go out and my eyes are closed and I'm a tap, like yeah. I don't care. So it's so great to have that experience and be humbled there, but I feel like overall it makes you less of a jerk. <laughs> like when you know that, like when you know that you can be beat, it, it's easier to like, like you said, take those criticisms and things, and and take a step back and look how you can improve. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You can you could even it could be a case where I'm a hundred percent right about something, and my client says we don't want to do that, and so 
I can even use that. And it, it can't come from a place where there's a lot of ego and a lot of pride. It has to come from a place where it's very humble and it's very, very much just me trying to do what's best for the client. And so even the process of learning how to, how to come back and say, no, I disagree with you and this is why, but do it in a way that's respectful, that's good communication yeah. skills. That's so important being, being somebody in business, learning how to do that. And so I feel like there's so many things that you kind of tie together. Yep. Everything's connected. Everything's connected. Everything's connected. Yep. Um, and I do want to take a step back to something you said a little bit ago. Oh, okay. 60 hours a week. And I was I was wanting to ask you. Yes. So you're managing, you know, a lot of content and things for other businesses and companies. Okay. This is your full-time gig now. Yeah. So how much time are you devoting to this? And do you, how do you find enough time to do this plus the other things in life that you do? That's a really good question. Um, first of all, one of the primary goals for the rest of the year for me personally is time management. Because I feel like I could always be improving in that. Yeah. Yep. This That's time probably a management. negative too about social media sometimes. Uh, it's hard. Yeah. Because I always have to be on there, but then I also always want to be you on there. You can't get sucked in. So and I love it. That's yes. why I'm passionate about it. Mm -hmm. So... Um, but here's one of the secrets that I have learned and that it actually does, I feel like, make a big difference is, um, especially when you own a business and you set, like, you know, some places they own a business and they have set hours and they are open from, from 10 to 6. Some people are like me and you own a business and you work from home. I work from home. I, I, my commute is, you know, 10 feet yeah. into my office, that into would my be second nice. bedroom. Um, and it's not bad. But <laughs> it's also like, it makes it really easy to, to say, oh, I'll get to this later. So here, here are my two tips for productivity that I, I absolutely love. First of all, I set what I call anchor points in my day. So I will sign up for a CrossFit class at noon, or I'll make an appointment, or I'll set a phone call with a client, or I'll make an off-site appointment like this. And then I say, okay, that, and I, I try to do it midday, like right around noon or one, but it just it's kind of whenever it works. And I say, okay, I have to get X done before I get to that appointment. And so setting those anchor points, I feel like really helps me ground my time management because it's so easy, especially for me and people who work from home to be like, oh, you know, I can I can do this accounting at midnight on a Saturday. And I've been there, by the way, quite a bit. Yep. Like I'll just do my own social media at, you know, one o'clock on a Saturday morning. It's not healthy. Yeah. And so you have to like set those anchor points. And the other thing I do is I actually try to, like our instincts are to clear the calendar yeah. when we have a big project. But time management to me is a lot like, um, like you know how gas fills the container, the size of the container that you put it in. Mm -hmm. And so projects tend to fill the size of the container that we put them in. So by, by filling up our day with uh, improv class and CrossFit and I have three client calls today, that helps me focus in when I have those two to three hour stretches in between where I say, okay, I have to get this client social done in this two hour time period instead of saying I have eight hours to do it. Yeah. Because essentially you're going to spend the same amount of actual time doing it. This just focuses that time into a, you know, a good two hour period. Yeah. See, that's good. There's, look, there's so much good stuff. <laughs> look, I, I feel, I often feel like this and I don't know if it's a me thing. Because I've been known to talk a lot. <laughs> I've literally never heard that. <laughs> but I just feel like this conversation could go on forever. Like, I mean, there's just so much good content. So here. many cool things yeah, that we and, can learn from each other. Yes. And that's just, 
when you find people like that that's that's one great thing about getting out of your circle and being open to you don't have to go to networking events and things like that if you don't want to to meet different people no. because you already know people like everybody knows somebody yes, yes. so and, and for me a lot of times you know people ask what do you do and i'm like well eh, there's a couple of different things that i do or they'll be like so how much do you make from that i'm like it's not really about making the money if i do a good job the money will come like yes. I, that, that that's not my focus right and that's why for me i still have a a full-time job but <laughs> now it's like getting to the point where i'm like okay i could see this being a full-time thing but you know you <sighs> it's okay to to get out of your box man that's yeah like meet new people i mean even if it's not your thing there's some way that you can help yourself uh, and, and maybe it's just you might be in a position where you need help or guidance and someone might be able to like lend a hand sure. so it's all like don't limit yourself to uh thinking that you can't ask someone else for assistance uh, whether it's a professional or not like just if you need help ask for help absolutely so i mean but it's great to have people like this yes. especially as a business owner non-business owners cannot always relate to the things that you're talking about so if you can surround yourself with like-minded individuals, everybody can lean on one another yes. and raise each other up when someone is down and they need that extra support. Because you know ultimately where that person is coming from and you may have been there before. Yes. So it's great to have it's great to have people like this. Oh, stop. Uh, <laughs> but it's a great asset and I, I think maybe sometimes don't uh, people don't put enough uh, focus on that. You know, a, a lot of people feel like, and this is just me throwing this out there as a thought, but a lot of people feel like they can only accomplish their goals if they put it all on their back and do it themselves. Yes. That's not what it's about. No, I feel like that makes it that much harder. Yes. Why would you want to, like, have all that burden alone? Yeah, because it's like you want you want the control, but that's just an illusion. Like, you're never actually going to have that control. Yes. And by bringing more people in and bringing the right people in, and you have to be careful about it, so smart about it, but, like, the more people you can bring in, the stronger the end result is going to be. And, and that goes into knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. Absolutely. If you know that you're not good at something, like like we talked about earlier, I'm not good at, like, video and editing and things like that. So, And I don't even care to do that stuff. I don't like... So, if What's Up Omaha ever, ever progresses... I will not be doing that work. I will at some point. Uh, I, I'm actually in talks with a couple of people about helping grow that portion uh, because that's I don't I don't have a heart for that. I don't have a that's not where my passion is. My passion is this. Yes, and I just brought somebody in, and I'm I am now at the point in my business where I'm pretty exactly where you are in terms of like what what are the things that I'm doing that are actually driving growth versus what are the things that I'm doing because I am trying to keep control mm -hmm. and a tight hold on things and yes. I'm starting to let go so I just brought somebody in to help me just do some admin stuff yes and if they are good at that if she knows that she doesn't have a passion for admin work and there's somebody out there who like loves doing that type of work why would she not reach out to that person to assist her I it only makes sense I'm asking myself why I didn't do why this didn't about do six months or <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I can understand that. I mean, as a small guy promotions, doing a lot of the stuff on my own. And sometimes it is that being in control thing. I, I think that's one thing that I learned about myself mm-hmm. is that I like to be in control. Like, if if it wasn't my idea, sometimes it's hard for me to... I don't want... Like, if it's... I don't like when people reach out to me that I don't know and give me a suggestion. Uh-huh. Like, if we don't have any history. Like, and if I didn't ask for that. Like, it's okay to give, like, feedback and things like that, but don't tell me that you have an idea about what we could do. I'm like, I don't even know you. That, yeah. <laughs> like, there is a time and a place for that. <laughs> After... <laughs> after but but you have to make that initial contact yes and say you know hey let's just chat and i i've heard a really good piece of advice which is say yes to everything yeah that you can yes say yes to things i've heard heard that too even even if it's you know on i think for me especially i tend to be a little bit awkward in social situations sometimes i'm a little uncomfortable maybe um but even if it's something that makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable there's always the potential to meet somebody that you have no idea what they could do for your yep. business or they could do for your life or what yep. you could do for them. Yep. And and and, and that definitely is a thing. Uh, and for me, early on, I had a couple of experiences with people. Like, since I do the events and things like yep. that, uh, where I had to shut it down and say, I won't do this anymore. I, I'm not helping anyone else coordinate any of their events. Mm-hmm. because I mean, people that I don't know. Let me clarify. Right. Let me clarify people that I don't know because I've had instances where there's a lot of people who aren't really doing what they say they're going to do when they're putting events together and they're just taking people's money and it's kind of like fraud or sham and I've had people connect or contact me asking me if I knew vendors for like that I could refer to them for events I won't do that anymore that's not no I'm not putting the name of small guy on the line and my reputation because I referred someone to someone who turns out to be fraudulent. Yes. So yeah, that is one thing that I won't do anymore. But I, there is a time and a place, like you said. There are people who I, I would love to help find, you know, vendors for for things. But you just have to be with everything. You have to be cautious. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you do the due diligence? Yeah. Make listen, sure it's right. Listen to that. Just pay attention to that. Your gut, mm-hmm. your inner voice, but. You're, you're never going to find those, like, one or two. It's, it's kind of like when you... I don't know if you guys ever go thrift store shopping. I'm obsessed with it. I love <laughs> thrift store shopping. So it's like it's like going to a thrift store. You, you're going to find a lot of stuff, and one or two of those things are going to be so cool, like the perfect thing that you were looking for. Yeah. You have to look, so you have to meet a lot of people to find the one or two that are going to be just those, like, perfect gems that are going to be a perfect match for what you're doing. Yeah. 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 That's the, just weigh everything out. Yep. you got to put thought into everything. So... We have been going for a while. Like I said, we could go all day. (laughs) But so we're going to start to wrap it up. But as small guy is for the small guy, what, what do you, what tip or advice do you have for the small mom and pop shop that is trying to make a way and to increase their, uh, their awareness and their reach in whatever space they're in uh, but they think that they don't have the time or the, the the funds to incorporate some kind of professional assistance with their social media or their marketing okay yeah I think um, 
If I had to pick three things, I would say the first thing is just to, to get started because that's where you learn. Um, and just be really consistent about it. So even if you're posting three times a week, it's just, you know, it's ride or die three times a week. That's how often you're going to post. And just hit that number every single time. So just start doing it. Be really consistent. And then as soon as possible, start to bring other people in. So start to bring in, you know, maybe some of your employees and get them in on the game. Um, and make that a small part of their responsibilities. Or bring in bring in a consultant, someone who can help you. Oh, sorry. Sorry, fly. Um, bring in a consultant. It was in right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody who can help you just, even if it's just a, a small engagement where they can, you know, I have, I have packages that are one-time starter packages where I hand you the keys. And I set stuff up and then I hand the keys over. So just bring in somebody as soon as possible, and then just always make sure that you're you're putting your customer first when you're when you're coming up with your post. It's not about you. It's not about your business. It's about your customer and what you can do for them. That's some great advice. Thank you. So, if this mom and pop shop did want to get a hold get a hold of Elephant Key Marketing, how can they do that? Uh, I would recommend sending an email to Becky B E C K Y at ek.marketing like elephantkey.marketing real quick how, how did you come up with the, the name elephant key uh, oh, before we go I love uh, that do you see I'm wearing my key necklace today I don't know if you guys can tell <laughs> um, I so one of the things that Matt Hussey talks about is how elephants are symbolic of emotions it's, it's kind of a, a, a centuries old symbol of emotions and um, every buying decision at its core is a, an emotional decision. We buy based on emotions, not based on logic. Otherwise, we'd all be driving Camrys instead of a Lexus, yeah. right? So um, my job as a, as a good marketer is to unlock emotions that drive customer action. So elephant key. Boom, there you go. <laughs> got it, unlock, unlock. She got the key. I got That's it. That's what it is. So again, thank you guys so much if you've tuned in. Uh, Please share this video with your friends uh, if you've enjoyed any piece of it. If you know someone who has a business and they're looking for solutions uh, for the problems that they're having with raising awareness about their product or their, their business, whatever it is, please share this information. I've tagged Elephant Key Marketing in this post, so you can just click right on that. It should, should be in bold letters. If you're, if you're not really savvy with Facebook, you can go ahead and click on the name and it'll take you to her page and her information will be there as well. Um, once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in and have a wonderful weekend. Please share. This will be up on YouTube and the Anchor app in the next week or so uh, as we do with most of our videos. I try to make sure to say this, but smile, help someone else smile, laugh, and help someone else laugh. And that's what it is. Thank you guys. Love it. Thanks, guys. Peace really out. Nice to talk to you. Yeah.